27 minutes away from 10 o'clock. Our number is 0800 Time for you to join the programme. Let's talk some sports. Uh, throwing out some uh, potential topics, whether it's the Rand Philly Shield, but we might be moving beyond that, are we? Uh, I want to know your favourite NRL grand final. Go on, beauties in the eye of the beholder. Which one sticks out for you, and was it indeed Sunday night? And the mental mind games ramping up at Rugby World Cup. Uh, Rusty Erasmus uh, putting a bit of pressure on Ireland and France. And also uh, the All Blacks coach Ian Foster suggesting um, that World Rugby needs to consider what's best for the game. Ireland v South Africa or his team's cakewalk against um, Italy. <laughs> yeah, I know which one I'm booking in 99 uh, times out of 100. Ed, you can go first up. How are you doing today? Oh, good, mate. Um, I'm catching up on that um, NFL jazz, but uh, I thought I thought quarterbacks were halfbacks and all that sort of jazz. But anyway, I want to talk Bradford Shield. So, um, my old man, uh, he he represented the East Coast back in 1953. I didn't I didn't even know because uh, he had finished playing when I was born, and then when he passed, then I made the East Coast. So I didn't I never saw him play, but he was um, and his game was the 1953 Ranfurly Shield versus Wellington. And I bet you in those oh, wow. days, there was plenty of respect for that shield. And um, all the co-marketers, because I only found out that because um, the boys from home, they um, put it on Facebook, there's this photo. And I had a look at it, and I was going, oh, that's for the shield. Then I read all the names, and there was the old man at the back. But all they talk about that game was playing against the all-black called uh, Ron Jarden, a winger yeah. from down Wellington. Yeah, and Amazing no one could touch him. No one could touch him. He was yeah. just... Too quick, too fast. Even the rain wouldn't get on him. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that too fast for the rain to game. touch him. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jardin was an amazing um, player. You know, they've got a strong tradition, East Coast. Um, 100 years, 102 years now. Yes. And, um, yeah, I went down to the 100-year so, one, and um, we've had some mean players, but, uh, you know, respect for the Shield. You know, um, I bet you all those, those old times, and East Coast still have... He's a respect. Even though we got hammered by a lot of teams going down for our challenges, we still get up there. So but that's all what, I want to you, say, you, Carl. You, that's right, right. That's all right. So what you just think? You just think a lot like, along the lines of a lot of people that what Hawks may have done has been disrespectful. In summary. Oh yeah, well, yeah, man, uh, and and all the other jazz, you know, all the other stories, but they haven't come out yet. But yeah, oh, the boys, man. Uh, but I, I doubt if those fellas would have done that in their day. The old man and them, oh boy, they would have been all pretty proper, those fellas. <laughs> 1953, yeah, times were slightly different, Ed. Thanks so much for dropping by. I, I appreciate that. And I think Ed, Ed's little story there illustrates kind of the, the point I was trying to raise yesterday when I asked, you know, Hawks Bay and New Zealand Rugby Union to come in close and I whispered in the area that, that every New Zealander sort of has a story about the Shield, right? everyone has a little story about the Shield, and, and that's why I think it could be such a centrepiece of the domestic game. Um, and it's just, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I love the Ramfield Shield. I, I love the contest. I, I love everything about it. Um, but to see um, what has gone on and, and how we've seen it is, is you know, the most mind-numbing, most mind-boggling thing to me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure many people are very frustrated to say uh, the very least. Um, some probably think it's, you know, not really a big deal. Uh, that's the beauty of uh, life. We're, we're going to have differences of opinions on this. 0800 150 811. Uh, feel free to call us 
uh, on that matter. Uh, best NRL grand final. I, I want to know. I, I'm sticking very, and I didn't have a horse in this race, right? 1989. It's the first grand final I remember. Balmain up against Canberra. Absolutely amazing. Goes to extra time and none of this golden point nonsense that saw my uh, Brisbane Broncos sawn off because one guy dropped a ball from a kickoff in 2015. Uh, absolutely. No, no way is it 2015. Uh, maybe my um, Broncos bias is out coming through clearly there. But 1989, the Raiders and Balmain. That was just an incredible game of footy. What else? 1997, I think Vossi nominated. That was uh, Albert scoring in the, the last second right on the stroke of full time for the Newcastle Knights to beat uh, Manly. And, uh, of course, we, we've got to ask, was that game on Sunday night the best grand final you've seen? 0800 And the All Blacks. Uh, what's your mental mind game state? Are you wildly confident now that they've put nearly 100 points on a Six Nations side? Everything's back on track? Everything's rosy? Or do you still have some uh, lingering mental doubt about this uh, side at the World Cup? Ben Smith uh, from Rugby Pass, making it pretty clear as far as he's concerned that the Hunters are South Africa and New Zealand, that the Hunter, the favourites, are Ireland and France. What say you? 0800 150 811. G'day, uh, Good morning, uh, Daniel. Just uh, w- watching the end of this Chelsea game. Good to see they're going to get a win up 2-0 right now. So um, that's pretty good. They look quite not, lively not in the any... first half, didn't they? And finally scoring goals. Scoring yeah, multiple hasn't, hasn't... goals too. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of a hard watch, but um, yeah, that's Chelsea. I think they're going through a bit of a rebuilding phase uh, right now. But um, I want to get to the All Black. I I think um, we shouldn't really make too many changes. Maybe um, obviously, hopefully Sam Kane might be back to captain this week and starting. Um, or Frizzell needs to get more minutes. Uh, Lomax should hopefully start again. Probably Geordie Barrett. So I, I think it shouldn't. Maybe not so many changes. I don't know. Does Blackadder maybe come on the bench um, or start? I'm not sure around that one. But, yeah, there shouldn't be too many changes, really. I thought Nepo and Offa played pretty well last week in the props against Italy. And, you know, obviously, um, Hammer the Italy scrum is, um, as I think you know, and everyone knows, it's probably one of the more better scrums I've seen in a while um, by the All Blacks. And, um, you, you know, you did a great commentary the other the morning with um, the Paikiki Ricky Express, um, Christian Cullen. And um, on NRL Grand Finals, I reckon um, a Grand Finals to go pretty uh, hard past is the, um, the Cowboys-Broncos final. And um, Cowboys won an extra time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to bring it up. Yeah, to bring it up. Sorry, Scoring. I know you're, sorry, I know right you're a Broncos 80. fan. Yeah, I know. It was an incredible last 30, 40 seconds, the way uh, the Cowboys roared back and scored, yeah. goes to Golden Point, and they, you know, Thurston kicks the conversion, hits the post. That would have won it. Good to chat, Say That's a really good shout, uh, and I'm sure you're not alone in suggesting 2015. Uh, 0800 um, Glenn writes, hello, Daniel. Don't forget that Tonga scored three tries against the box. Also, when we dicked the box in Mount's mouth, I didn't hear any talk about them having no chance in the World Cup. Not sure what that last point means, Louis. Um, South Africa always had a chance at this World Cup. South Africa, um, the way that squad was made up, yeah, they, they were off the pace, especially for the first 25 minutes at Mount Smart, and actually made to look a long way off the pace by a really impressive all-black car opening. 
South Africa are always going to be there. South Africa are going to be... They're going to be so hard to eliminate at this tournament. The way that team is structured. Yeah, the, the more I think about that game at Mount Smart, and I, I go back to the rhetoric around it at the time, was that 11 or 8 or 9 first-choice players had been sent straight to New Zealand to prepare. Well, the more I think about it, maybe it's more like the Silver Ferns in that first game against the uh, English Roses. They just were a little bit underdone, and they kind of, because they only got beaten for the beaten up really badly for the first quarter of the game. Then they actually nearly, there were periods where I thought they were going to claw it back. So maybe it actually had a bit of the, the reverse. And, and I, don't, I agree. I think Glenn's saying that people weren't writing them off, um, which they weren't, because why would you? You, you couldn't. And I, I think they are still very much um, seated above the All Blacks to win this Rugby World Cup in most people's estimations. I'm, I'm just curious what you would do with the loose forwards, Daniel. Sam Kane, do you do you bring him back in? Do you stop disrupt Dalton Papali'i's flow at open side flanker? Do you give Sam Kane the reins again? Um, do you rest Adi Savia? And do you try and get some match fitness into Ethan Blackadder, knowing that if you do go past a quarterfinal, he's the sort of guy that might become very useful for you, even if it's off the bench? Well, I think I've changed my tune a little bit on this uh, prior uh, during the tournament. In fact, it was before the Namibia game, I think it was. Justin Marshall and I had a chat on Rugby World Cup today, and we both felt that you just got to run your best team now, that, that you've got to build com- combinations, that they've got to play together. Uh, what, what I've seen is the All Blacks have been able to prepare and turn up and put on a pretty good display with two weeks uh, preparation. I wonder now if that just sort of steals in foster belief they can do something similar. That yeah, let, let's take this as an opportunity against uh, Uruguay to give other guys minutes just in case. Mm. I, I think I've, I've, I've painted the picture there. Um, the, the, and I'm looking at this from their perspective. What, what I would do actually means nothing, right? It, what are they going to do? Yeah, it, it, a really good question about Sam Kane. What do you do with him? I'd probably start him, maybe look to give him beyond 40 minutes. I, I'd like to see some more rugby in his legs. Um, Dalton Papali, I'm not sure even cracks a bench maybe I think there's a bit of contest there Ethan Blackett has got to get some minutes um, if he's to be um, uh, in the thinking um, I don't think he is in the thinking though fellas for a quarter final um, and I think timing has really gone against this guy if he'd had more rugby he probably cracks that squad probably in the thinking but I don't think anyone's forcing their way into a World Cup quarter final based on what they do against Uruguay or am I being hopelessly wrong there. Well, you let me know. Wayne, you, you'll be up first after the short break. 0800 150 that's our number, taking your calls. Wayne, thanks for holding. How are you doing today? Yeah, good, thanks. I just wanted to say my perspective about this World Cup. I don't care who coaches the All Blacks. I tell you, we're that good. We're going to win this World Cup, and I refuse to, to believe anything else. Um, I, I think... Um, you know, after this World Cup, we'll be going, oh, shit, maybe we should keep Foster. You know, I honestly, I think we've forgotten the All Blacks are one of the best teams in the world. You know, so I think for all of us as spectators, why not? Why not have that arrogance about saying no one can touch us, even though we have been beaten? But I tell you what, the All Blacks are organised, and I tell you what, They'll win this World Cup. I refuse to believe anything else. Oh, come on, Wayne. How dare you not take a camp? And how dare you take a New Zealand perspective to supporting a New Zealand team? 
I'm with yeah, you, Wayne. I, I find the whole I, I find the whole rooting against the All Blacks because uh, they stuck with a coach absolutely mind-numbingly dumb and boring. Um, yeah. And I, I, the, the other the other thing I find so uh, you know ludicrous uh, uh, about it is you know like, why what purpose does it serve? And that's why I joke. I can't wait for the All Blacks to win the Rugby World Cup. So Ian Foster gets a knighthood because that's what they do. They give a knighthood to every All Blacks coach, and all his haters' heads will explode. Yeah, I, what I would love to see, in all honesty, is I'd hate to be out on that field facing up as a forward pack to either Ireland or South Africa because they look like they play like they're possessed. I'm thinking, shit, yeah. I hate the buddy boots there. But I, I would love, in all honesty, to see the All Blacks with that passion. You know, like, they actually show their passion, you know, but the All Blacks, to me, seem like at times they're very um, restrained with their passion. You know, they don't go out on that field and look like, you know, bulldozers, you know, where some of these teams do, I think that's where we possibly could grow a little bit. But hey, we'll win this World Cup and everybody will be thinking, scratching yeah. their head shortly. And that's why I say, Wayne, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be shocked if the All Blacks win it. Um, I don't think they're favourites. I don't think they are favourites, uh, but defensive intensity, that, that needs to lift. Ireland and, and South Africa showed us that. Do we go to Mikey now? Mikey, we've got about 60 seconds, mate. The floor is yours. I'll shut up. No, it's all good. I was just going to say, I wish, I wish I had that previous caller's confidence, man, because uh, I'm all over the shot. I'm a bit of a mess, <laughs> eh? I like, some days I'm like, yeah, we can do it. Like after this league game, we've got the firepower, and then I reflect on the Islands game, I'm like, oh, my God. They're going to come on us like a steam train. So I need help, mate. I just don't know. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Yeah, I think I'm more towards your camp than Wayne's camp. I, I'm not as uber confident. I, I, I have a lot of respect for the other teams. There's one of four who can legitimately win it. And that's really exciting. If you're a neutral, but we're not neutrals, Mikey, are we? No. <laughs> so I've said before, I hope we win. I just don't think we'll win. But then I think we win, and I, I don't know. I'm a mess. <laughs> you're a mess. Well, keep calling us. We, we, you know, I've got a lovely couch here. I'll put you on the couch. We'll keep chatting. Thanks so much for joining us. Double eight, double three. our text line, or 0800 150 811. Back after this.